Welcome to the HSP pod. This is Daniela and Kristen, and we invite you into our family pea pod where we discuss all things HSP. Together, we're on a journey to understand what it means to live a happy, healthy, and meaningful life. In this podcast, we'll explore topics within wellness, personal development, and lifestyle, chat with like minded people, and share our experiences and learnings along the way. We hope to inspire you to be yourself and design a life that truly lights you up. Yoo-hoo. Well, hello, Daniela. Hey, Kristen. It's fancy meeting you here. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Yes. Good to have you back in the pod, both of us. And what's today's topic about? Well, as we are talking here face-to-face, our favorite form of communication, um, we thought it would be fun to just go over some of these different modalities of communication and what we've experienced throughout the years with um, communicating with each other, with other people in our lives, and just have a candid conversation about um, how that feels as an HSP, this the struggles that come up for us and solutions that we've come across that are actually quite effective. Yeah. And I think it also ties super nicely into how it feels like recording a podcast and um, the hurdles that kind of in communication also comes up with that. So, yeah, you and I have struggled a little bit with um, having microphones in front of us and, you know, really having an authentic conversation Knowing that it's going to be recorded and shared with a whole lot of people. So for me, particularly, I have quite a bit of social anxiety and um, some fears that come up around talking and public speaking. So this has definitely been a journey for me. And again, stretching, still stretching when it comes to this form of um, talking to you. Yeah, and um, mentioning oftentimes, oh my God, we don't want to just blah, blah in front of people and uh, hope what we're saying is resonant and it brings people value also. So that fine line of what's authentic in a conversation that we usually have and giving people glimpses into that, but also cutting out maybe like some of the fluff. So just to give you an example, today's episode, we, I think we had cut five. <laughs> so we tried it already five times and it's like, no, this isn't it. And yeah, just um, how the perfectionism like in that as well shows up and not making this into something so curated and so perfect that um, the human side of it doesn't show up anymore. So, yeah, that's a huge one, especially with um, verbally communicating. There's not as much control, so to speak, in terms of curating or editing your words as there might be in a written format. And that's probably why I personally have gravitated more towards writing as a way to express myself because I have the time and the ability to just sit with my thoughts and really come up with the very best way to express myself and not be under pressure to respond right away to someone, but rather let it sit, let it percolate. And um, that's always been a preference for me. What about for you? Yeah, first off, I mean, your writing is like beyond beautiful. I love reading 
the way you articulate yourself. It is definitely very curated, very, um, you saying in less words, what I try oftentimes to say in so many words. So just um, wanted to mention that. I really love how you articulate yourself. Thank you. Um, Appreciate that. Writing is a challenge for me. I sit oftentimes, it's just my brain works very differently than yours. I think oftentimes when I ask you very often for your opinion about the angle of, of something that I either need to respond to or that I want to write because in my mind I can approach a subject from very many different ways or angles that I um, say that they are. Um, yeah, and to add to that, English is not your first language. It's German, so there can sometimes be a bit of a barrier, and we oftentimes make that really fun, play around with that aspect of language, have a lot of inside jokes around here. Um, but yeah, give yourself some credit. You're doing a beautiful job, and I'll just mention, too, when I first met you, you we, we both met in person, which is also a rarity in today's digital age. So we communicated face-to-face -face in a yoga studio almost a decade ago. So we've taken that form of communication with us um, over the years. But you also write some incredible poetry. Uh, that was, you know, that was prominent in the first few years of our being together. I don't know, it, it's dwindled off a bit, um, perhaps, and hopefully it will come back into your life in a strong way. But um, poetry is, you know, a beautiful form of expression that you've used. And yeah, I want to praise you for that. Aw, thank you. That's so kind. I think like with poetry as well as with the writing style that um, I deeply resonate is a freestyle. I just like writing it. And then what happens is though then my perfectionism kicks in and then I go over it and over it and I could say this differently and then I ask you for your advice and then sometimes you reconstruct it into something else and it always sounds more beautiful. Um, but that's kind of like where my struggle comes in is that, that free form, that's where I thrive. That's why for me actually talking with people, might it be one-on-one, might it be over a Zoom call, might it be like meeting them at a party or for the first time? That's where I thrive because I can just say in a way what comes up naturally. It's more this intuitive kind of thing. But then later on, what I've noticed is when I go over the conversation, I think you have that a little less. But in my mind, it's like, okay, let me turn over the conversation. What did I say? How did I take it? Did I articulate this the right way? Did I say what I wanted to say? Oh, I could have said it differently. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a bit. I've also noticed that when we do these free-form journaling exercises, and perhaps we just say a topic out loud and each of us has to write for three minutes uh, from our subconscious, that's also an exercise that you thrive in just because there's no filter, there's no one to impress. It's really just for yourself. So I think it depends who you're communicating with. Is it to another person? Is it with yourself through journaling? Or as we'll get into, are you, are you texting? Are you calling? Um, how are you showing up for other people? Mm -hmm. And what are our favorite forms of communication with that is? What would, uh, what would you say like, is your favorite style in overall communicating? 
Well, with you, obviously, it's in person. It's face-to-face. You and I are both very expressive with our words, with our um, gestures and features. So I love, you know, seeing you in the flesh when we're actually communicating. I think it makes it so much more vibrant. But if I'm communicating with others, um, I would say either via email or text, both of which are written, obviously. Um, I really am not a fan of phone calls at all. Um, I rarely pick up my phone. And I've had to express to family members that they usually, you know, should leave me a voicemail or we can arrange a time to have a, a conversation because I, I just don't pick up the phone or I have the phone in airplane mode most of the day. But um, yeah, I would say those written forms. What about what about for you, Danielle? Yeah, I wanted to actually um, circle back very quick on what you said with not wanting to pick up the phone. I wonder if that's actually an HSP thing because I do have that too. And I wonder if it comes from not knowing what, happens on the other end that uncertainty of what that person wants from you and you might not um, know what to say because you're unprepared or it could be like an invite where you like put on the spot and you don't know how to get out of it so oftentimes I do the same I let it actually go to a voicemail listen to it what they want get super kind of worked up about if they don't tell me what they want they're just like hey call me back and they don't leave me the details of it, then I have to circle back. And I think what happens is that then I oftentimes actually text back, uh-huh. use a different form, use, um, that's also my favorite modality is actually texting either with my my um, family or my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I do call my parents uh, once a week and with my close friends, I actually also talk to them on the phone, which I really enjoy just um, if my absolute favorite is in person, small groups, one-on-one, but if that can't happen, then the next best thing is then talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, Love yeah, that. So. And I really appreciate what you said about dreading the phone call. And I'm, I wonder if all of you out there have similar experiences. So please do share with us in the comments. Um, I know that there's definitely a sense of unpredictability. What are they going to ask? Um, that sense of being unprepared, not not knowing, you know, what's going to come about from a conversation. And that's probably something I'm holding on to with um, a, a bit of control, wanting to know how things are going to play out. And I'm someone who really dislikes surprises or surprise parties or... Um, which in this day and age is a very hard thing to to have because the world is so unpredictable and I'm learning to let go and just trying to be okay with the flow versus trying to control things outside of myself. So definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah, that would be fascinating to just hear about how HSPs in general with those dreaded phone calls, right? <laughs> yeah, and I also find them to be particularly draining to my energy. And I may end the call just feeling in a worse place than when I picked it up, uh, picked up the phone initially. So I think with texting, it's a little bit more of a back and forth. And 
as you and I have learned over the years, we can let things sit for a while. Um, I used to be someone who would be very reactive with text messages and want to just respond right away, get it off my list, not have to think about it, only to receive a message immediately afterward. But I think that difference between reactivity and responding uh, is really important to note. Yeah, to let in it sit for never respond out of uh, an emotional state. Like I heard that the other day, don't put pen or your voice in sort of like, don't use it while you emotional. Let it sit 24 hours, 48 hours, and then go from that neutral state and then right out of that. Yeah. I think with text messages, unless there's something urgent or a question that needs to be addressed right away, I've come to an agreement with the people that I that I write to regularly that the message may come in, you know, a day later or a couple days later, and just making that okay um, as a form of communication, that it's totally acceptable to let the conversation be natural, let it flow as it flows, and not put pressure on it. And most people are receptive to that and don't necessarily demand a response right away. So I think that's part of setting boundaries and clear expectations, you know, as you're communicating with people in your life. Yeah, as long as they know that you're doing that and it's not meant as ma a malicious thing. It's just um, more out of respect for yourself to let that sit. It's not meant to ignoring them or so. It's just you get to it when you get to it. Yeah. And of course, we're talking about closer friends and people that are within our circle. Obviously, it's different when it comes to um, business demands or or other forms of um, communication. That well, things with deadlines, deadlines. I think that's a little more urgent. You know, if somebody asks you, "Hey, you want to come visit or you want to meet up tomorrow?" That's a bit different, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, but speaking, going back to that element of surprise and not wanting to be surprised by a phone call. What I love being surprised by is a handwritten card in the mail. That is so rare nowadays, and I'm someone who loves writing letters. Just short expressions of gratitude or, you know, acknowledging a, a special day for someone. But I, I wish we could all bring back that method of communication. And you and I do it often, too. We leave each other cards and notes. And... Yeah, the notes, those are my favorite. Just really short, hey, I love you, I'm thinking of you. Um, those are so special. You left me yeah. a little note on my credit card yesterday, which I found hilarious because I did need to order a couple things. So, um... Yeah, every time you put it out, it's like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it made the, the purchase that much easier. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I appreciate notes and little written expressions of gratitude as well. Yeah, coming right into the love languages, right? That's right. <laughs> I think both of ours are words of affirmation yeah. at the top. They are on the top, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think I wanted to circle back very um, quickly, and we wanted to see if some of your empath or other HSPs can relate to this as well, and that's the notion of being able to stand in other people's shoes and being super considerate of other people's feelings and 
like for me, it's very hard to oftentimes have an opinion because I can see each perspective. I can put myself in Kristen's shoes. I can put myself in my shoes. Or if there's a third or fourth party involved, I can do that as well. So for me, all of them have very valid reasons and all of them are correct in their own thinking and in their own experience. So at the end of the day, I always feel like there's no right or wrong. It's just like they're right and I'm right. So that makes it very challenging to communicate in a way that because it's not such a black and white like um, communication style. It's just, again, bringing it back to that that notion of angles. Oh, how should I approach a subject to write back? Should I make an I statement? Or should I acknowledge what they just said? Or is it like I'm agreeing, I'm agreeing with it or I'm not agreeing with it? And does it even matter if I'm agreeing with it or mm-hmm. not? And it's been super fascinating because you, Kristen, you don't have that. And it always, I think maybe the word is flabbergasted, like how I would be thinking so much about it. And mm-hmm. um, and yeah, for some reason you don't have that. And it's just my mind, I think, overall works very differently than yours, which that's a super fascinating topic to talk about it as well. Yeah. Well, I certainly, as an, as an HSP, have that sense of empathy towards other people, as all of you do. We're so conscientious, so considerate. Um, we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or, you know, or make them even more sensitive to a situation. But I have this ability to just, um, yeah, to to write pretty directly and not get caught up in all of the, you know, these these different perspectives that you're mentioning. And I think that might actually go back to our de- human design differences, which um, we will get to at a at a future episode. But that test in itself has revealed a lot about um, not only our energy levels, but our communication styles and how we go through the world. So there's, um, there's a lot of insight there. And with all the other tests that we've taken, we're constantly learning new things about us. Yeah, and through these tests, also just feeling validation in our differences. I think that's huge. What was next? Is there anything else that we wanted to cover with that? Yeah, the overwhelm by messages, though, because it is a way to control it and not answer the phone call, then you switching it over to text or in general, just messages. It can feel very overwhelming to come up with thoughtful, kind, again, my angles, the perspective, (laughs) like, have I said this right? Am I offending someone? But I also want to speak my truth, like, oh. It just can get very overwhelming. Absolutely. Oh, in so many ways. And using the right words, the the best emojis for what you want to express. Nowadays, we're just bombarded with so much information from other sources that messages and responses are yet another thing that we have to work through. And... Um, I, I feel you. I Every time messages come in, I actually have to write them down on a list because I will um, forget that I need to write back. Even if I'm just writing them on a list for the week itself, not for that particular day, I like keeping track of who I need to write to. And this also extends to the, the sensitive empowerment community and the, the groups themselves. 
there's um, so much activity in there and it's, you know, it's been amazing to communicate with all of you. Um, we're so appreciative of the responses and the posts and the engagement, but I need to write down a lot of this stuff just because there's, there's not that ability to click back on a message and say, um, mark as unread. So I, I go back to pen and paper and write it all down so I don't miss responding to any of you. Yeah, and you don't want to let it slip through the cracks either because we know how important it is to write back and acknowledge and make people feel seen and heard and valued and um, also that they know we appreciate all of these messages, thoughtful, heartwarming, kind messages that everyone is writing in all of the Sensitive Empowerment Group. Yeah, absolutely. And we just did a fascinating poll, which you can look at, that has to do with how um, how we like to be responded to when we engage in the community. And it was fascinating to see um, how people feel about that, you know, just how they want to be acknowledged and, and what their experience is like, writing back and that sense of overwhelm. That's not unique to, to you and I, for sure. I think that's a pretty common HSP trait. Yeah, yeah, that was a fascinating poll. I also loved um, seeing that just posting something in the sensitive empowerment group and how one feels proud to having put their truth and their words out there. I mean, that's so powerful because it's not an easy thing to put your truth out there for everyone to see, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I will mention that there's an edit feature on all the comments. So for me, that feels a little bit better to be able to modify a word here and there, which I sometimes sneak in and do a couple days later with this podcast or with speaking. We can't undo or delete. So no. And I actually told Kristen, I was like, I am not going in and um, edit things out. I just don't want to learn about it. I know how to do it, but it's it's a bit tedious. So the way it sounds and the way it comes out and the filler words that are sometimes in there, that is it. We are not, this is very uncut. Uncut, raw. You. This is what you've got. Yep. So we're grateful that you're listening to us and hopefully taking away some valuable uh, nuggets from these conversations. And... Um, yeah. yeah, maybe we're leaving you with um, which modes of communication do you gravitate towards or shy away from? Yeah. So feel free to leave that in the comment section in a sensitive empowerment group in our group, um, Design Your Life. And again, thanks for visiting the Peapot. And until next time. See ya. See ya. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for listening to the HSP pod today. It really meant the world to us to have you here. And if you think there are other HSPs in your life that could benefit from our message, we really encourage you to share and to help grow this community. And by doing so, we can all shine our lights more brightly. 